Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Have we talked about leap year, Coulter? It's leap day tomorrow. You bumped to get an extra day in 2020? Absolutely. Okay, good. Try and contain your, curb your enthusiasm, if I may steal the I'm celebrating. Happy birthday to my brother. Oh, shout out. Brooks Nuanas. Is it, was he actually, he was born on the February 28th, huh? Yep. Man, what a guy. Just gets more uniquer every day. More uniquer. Gosh. You must be a philosophy major. It's almost like it was deliberate. You have a master's degree. If you'd like to listen live, you could do so on the World Wide Web. Perhaps you've heard of that thing. It's pretty unique or two. 1029ESPN.com. You go there. You listen to the stream. The stream available all the time thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you would like to pick up your phone and call us, 329-1899 is the phone number. All guests join us via the Rankish Brothers RV phone line. And if you missed anything in the first hour... Go check it out on the podcast. Podcast available all the time. Wherever you get your podcast, it is there thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel and Blackfoot Communications. Coulter, uh, last night, the Montana State men, they went on the road uh, to Sacramento State, and they got shellacked. 81-52 the final. They lose by 29. It is the second biggest margin of victory uh, in the history of Sacramento State for a home conference game, right? Or for any conference game, I guess. For any conference game since they joined the league in 1996, yes. Uh, It was all, yeah, it just went all bad for Montana State last night. We asked, you know, we talked yesterday about how are teams trending, and this is a cat team that had one, three of four. They beat Idaho, they lost at Eastern Washington, but then they swept at home versus Idaho State and Weber State to get themselves to eight and six and two games over five hundred. Then they lost on the road at Portland State, and then they lost on the road. It, or excuse me, at home, but to the University of Montana in a you know a hard-fought contest. They sat there at 500. You go, okay, this is who they are. Last night, 
you and I both said this is a monstrous game for Montana State in terms of trying to get the seed and also just to to prove that not, 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 not to prove I mean we're 20 whatever games into the season teams are what they are this is a team that has consistently I think played a little better than what their talent level is but not well enough to beat good teams but they haven't lost to bad teams and Sacramento State you know is sort of a middle of the road team but to lose by 29 to Sacramento State that is not good man well, I mean if Sac State isn't a bad team then who is I mean, they're and, seven and that's, and that's the problem. Are it, they seven and are they eight and ten? They're eight, seven and ten and, they're eight and ten, so they're a game behind Montana State in the loss column. The question is, though, if Sac State isn't a bad team, then who is? And then it comes down to is Montana State one well, of the bad teams? Well, and again, I mean, they're a middle of the road team. They're they have a, they're two games under five hundred. Okay, so if you want to say they're bad, I guess. Right now, Idaho and Idaho State, they're the bad teams in the conference, and right. everybody else is like just okay, and then there's three good teams. Right. Uh, and so, but, but but when you get beat by that margin, it's, I mean, that's that's re- that's remarkable. Harold Frey was not 100%, but that said, Montana State has just looked horrific offensively on the road. Harold I, 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 Harold Frey is one of my favorite players in the league. I think Danny Sprinkle's a good fit at Montana State. I jumped fully off the Cats bandwagon for their performance at Eastern Washington. I texted you. I said, it's over for the Cats. And you said, no, they just had a bad game. I said, no. On a neutral court and or away from their home court, I don't know how they can manufacture anything because regardless of a phrase, health, if you you pound him into the ground like everybody has basically decided to do, they can't function on offense. And then you add the ankle injury, and they're deplorable on offense. Yeah, Even Idaho has Trayvon Allen, who can be a one-man offensive weapon and can get you a bucket when you absolutely got to have it. I'm just saying that right now, it's just it's so easy to get, to, to, to get high on the ebbs and flows of a season. And after they swept Weaver State and Idaho State at home, and they're sitting there alone in fourth place, you're thinking, man... Danny Sprinkle, coach of the year candidate. Harold Frey, MVP candidate. But in reality, this team is likely going to finish below 500 in conference play and below 500 on the season, and they are likely not going to get a bye. And a lot of the optimism that existed just weeks ago will dissipate. And they, then, I, then it comes down to then where are you at in terms of the actual improvements of the program? It's going to be a cruel irony for everybody that's associated with Montana State basketball if they just sit there and finish with a 500 record again, because it's what they had for literally nine straight years of Brad Hughes. And with the exception of Brian Fish's first year, four more straight years of Brian Fish. They haven't been anything but 500. A testament to them, I guess, for never being horrifically bad, except for the year that Fish chose to bottom it out and stop doing the junior college thing just for a year. But, I mean, really, at the end of the day, I've said this since Danny Sprinkle was hired. At some point... If you have recruited guys like Mecklen Davis and Carlos Taylor and Christian Moon and Xavier Blunt and Antonio Bigelow and Tyler Hall and Harold Frey and Kelgen Blevins, and you have the exact same record, different coaches, <laughs> an array of talent, and you still can't do anything but just go win one, lose one, win one, lose one, you need to take a deeper look at, at your 
the structure of your program. Sure, and 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 that's fair. That's fine. I also still, I mean, the caveat of Danny Sprinkle's first year in you know at Montana State. I mean, as you said, the the time that they were actually really bad was in Brian Fish's first year, and that was something like a deliberate act because it was an attempt to change the way the program was built. And then they got back to 500, but no higher. So Sprinkle comes in and I think a lot of people expected worse than 500. And now they're basically at 500 a game below it. Last night specifically, they went one for six from beyond the arc. Only attempted six three-pointers in the game. Leighton Ricketts, man, he's a guy who you know, needs to be the guy that can sit in there and fill it up and catch and shoot from the corner or from, you know, from beyond the arc. And he just really has not been that. He has not contributed in that way to this team. Broadly speaking, they were three of 20 from deep against uh, uh, the Grizzlies. And if Harold Frey, who can sit up there and fill it up too from, from beyond the arc, but he can't if everybody's just loading up on him defensively and especially when he's not 100%. The other thing last night, 22 turnovers, man. I mean, you give the ball away 22 times in a basketball game, you're not winning. In this case, it's not even close. They lose the turnover margin by 10, which is, you know, obviously not, you know, I mean, you're giving away 10 additional percent possessions to the other team just in that stat alone to say nothing of rebounding. And then they were outshot from the field in terms of percentage by almost 10% as well. So it just went sideways completely and... And really disappointing in a, in a game that, that Montana State needed to have that they came out and did not execute well really across the board. And now they got to go pick up the pieces against a Northern Arizona team that's feeling pretty good about themselves right now and has gotten to 10 and 8 and just beat the best team, you know, the number one team in the big sky. Will that be something where they might, you know, come back down? Will Montana State be able to play with some sort of anger and frustration and, and, and do something? I don't know, but it's got to be cleaner because this is a matter of execution at this point when you have 22 turnovers in a game. It is, but also it's a matter of confidence and that's what happens with this time of year when you're a team that maybe doesn't have the elite personnel. It comes down to your sense of belief and I think that they were believing so much early in the year. Like when they beat South Dakota State, they're believing. What gives you the sense of belief? Your leader, your leadership, and that's where Harold Frey comes in, but when he's not 100% and you can't turn to him, it's so hard to ask guys this far into the year to readjust their roles and somehow find um, an initiative that they might have not had previously. Right. And but, what, I, what I'm saying with Montana State is that I think Saturday is an absolutely must-win game for them, and I don't know how they're going to be able to pull it off because personnel-wise, they don't match up well with Northern Arizona. But it's a must-win game, not just because of the standings. you got to stop this slide. When you're talking about now having – you had the great sweep to get to 8-6 and six. – now you're on a three-game losing streak. You can't make it four and then have all the pressure with two teams that are undeniably more talented than you coming to Bozeman next weekend. You can't have a, a scenario where it's Harold Frey's senior night going against a Northern Colorado team that's gunning for first place, and you got to win that game to get a bye. I don't even know if that's going to still be in the cards at this right. exact moment. But here's the thing. I mean, you look at the teams that are below Montana State in the standings. I mean, Sac State just salvaged the split. Now they're only a half game back. Southern Utah has... Better personnel than Montana State. They do. But they're in a free fall right now. Yeah. But but that's another worst case scenario for Montana State. You can't let Southern Utah get right against you. Talk about a, a clashing of two desperate teams if next Thursday those two teams are still on a skid. And even if they do both pick up wins on Saturday, they'll still be on a skid comparatively in, in the last couple weeks. I just think that it's it's desperation time for Montana State. And I just I don't know how 
you get right because it's going to take Harold Frey getting right health-wise. And when you're on the road, it's just so hard to rehab in a short span of time. No question. I mean, he, he, he's got to be right. But also, there's some math here, okay? Montana State's minus 10 in turnovers. They're also minus 12 in rebounds. Do you know how many what the margin was in shot attempts, Coulter? 25. Right. Sacramento State shot the ball 60 times. Well, and Montana that, and, State shot it 35 times. And that's why you see that score, too. I mean, Sac, right. Sac State, if you told Brian Katz with this year's Sac State team, you could win win 51 to 50, or you could win 80 to 81 to whatever it was last night, he would choose the former, not the latter. Their whole team is built on, they're, the, they're the, one of the five slowest playing teams in the country. Their yeah. whole thing is based on grinding you into dust and beating you by a couple points. That's their whole strategy. So this score is an anomaly, but it's like you said, they, it, the reason that happened is because they got twice as many shots as, as Montana State because and they got of twice as many shots because the they overwhelmed in the turnover and rebounding margin, so they're just getting more shots. Montana State got to be better, obviously, in those categories and even out all of that because it's not even just a matter of scoring. Any team that just about doubles you up in attempts is going to win the basketball game and they're going to win it going away. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick and mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. It's 2021 is 1 ESPN Radio. Coulter, the flip side of that coin is the Montana State women who just continue to be a, a, just a completely unstoppable force. Last night, they, let's let's go back to uh, uh, February the 15th. They played Weber State. Here are the scores in the last four games for the Montana State women offensively. 102, 98, 92 the low water mark versus the Lady Grids at 113 last night as they roll Sacramento State 113 to 69. I mean, it's just, it's not even fair. They're scoring 25, 38, 33, 38 in quarters. These are NBA numbers in terms of quarters of scoring. I mean, 30, if an NBA team had 38 points in a 12-minute quarter, they would be thrilled to death. No it's doubt. like an all-star game. And yet, this is what Montana State is doing basically game in and game out at this point completely uh, remarkable. Oleana Squires led the team still not 20 points, 19, but count them up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven players in double figures uh, in in this basketball game for uh, Trisha Bidford's squad. And this is, you know, this is where you start to go. I mean, it's already something special, okay, that's going on. But all of a sudden you start to look towards the postseason and go, whoa, what, what, how good is this team really? I mean, how good is this team right now really? 
is really too bad that they couldn't steal one of. They played a premier schedule. Texas A and M, Texas Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Gonzaga yep. Minnesota, mm-hmm. Wichita State. If they could have just stole one of those games, and they were close, they, they had single digits in like three of those four, two of those four for sure. But that said, I think this is a, a special team that they've been building towards for a long time. It takes a lot to be special, especially when you have five seniors returning, but then you're going to spice in the three freshmen. Coach Benford talked on our show two weeks ago about the freshmen proving themselves in the summer, earning the trust of the seniors. I think that's a huge factor here. But uh, this team is, is has a chance to set some records, both within school records and Big Sky records. Last night they won their 16th league game. That ties the all-time record. Now, the Big Sky used to play a 16-game league schedule, so it ties a couple Montana teams that ran the table. It also ties, um, I believe Northern Colorado went 16-2 and last year in league play, or maybe that was two years ago. Regardless, 16 is the most Big Sky wins. Mm-hmm. It'll come with a little bit of a caveat if they surpass it because there's only You're been two 20-game 20 20 schedules. Yeah, yeah. But I don't care who you are. If you go 19-1 and and you put it all the way out there, because of the travel in this league, it doesn't matter if the league's down, which this year it is. It doesn't matter if you are the superior team against a bunch of other teams that don't have the veteran experience that you do. If you put that thing way out there with 19 wins and you get up into the 24, 25, 26 win range overall, it's an amazing and memorable year. And I think that Montana State, Trisha Benford, deserves a ton of credit. And uh, I was thinking this last night at the Lady Grizz game. Lady Grizz game was incredibly physical and at times really ugly. I've said it on the show before. I'll say it again. People that that are haters on women's basketball, they need to watch it because they haven't watched it recently. The implementation and the emphasis on three-point shooting and skill development has been so tremendous. And if you're a basketball purist that likes ball movement and rotations and really complex screen actions and things like that, as well as really crisp defensive rotations, take the spectacular element of the athleticism out from comparing it to the men's game like this Montana State team in terms of the way that they play the game the way that they execute offensively they are far superior to anybody in the league men or women and I, if you're a basketball purist you'll love watching them play last night they could have scored 125 if they would have wanted to they had 96 points going in the fourth quarter and then Trisha Bidford called off the dogs it's funny because do you think she called off the cats <laughs> God, knew you were going there. It's it was it was sort of funny though because she's played nine pretty consistently all year. So there's not really the there's only a couple gals that are like true bench players that don't ever get to play. Like so many of the people play a lot. Right, you can put in the uh, just about a full new five, and it's not like you're right. You know. Putting in kids who have, have it, not played right, Madison minutes. Jackson yeah. and Cole Badbear get a ton of minutes, so just playing your reserve freshman when you're trying to call up the dogs, it doesn't really necessarily get yeah. you that far. But I mean, what what number do you need to know more than 29 assists? I mean, that's an impressive, impressive number for Montana State last night. I don't and, know, 113. That's the number I need to know. <laughs> and it's it's this sex when Bucky when Bunky Harker Road first hit the league. At Sac State, and that Sac State team finished second in the conference, and they won a couple games in the tournament. The style was making headlines. I mean, it, it, they were actually getting coverage by the Sacramento Bee. We wrote a big feature at Skyline Sports about the style, and he he wants to shoot 100 shots. He wants to shoot 53s. He wants to get 40% of the offensive rebounds. He wants to force 30 turnovers. 
Well, that's all fine and good, and if you have good players, they just haven't recruited that well at Sac State, and so the, this is the this is the flip side of that, right? Yeah. When you play that style and you play against a point guard like Darian White, who's not encumbered by your press whatsoever, you're going to lose by 45. And yeah. I think that it's it's going to be interesting to see where Sac State goes from here because they do have a relatively new AD. They do have uh, some momentum going in sports, particularly with the resurgence of football under Troy Taylor. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with Sac State women's basketball. But I'm interested to see how the Lady Grizz do on Saturday because in terms of running and gunning, outside of Montana State, Montana is actually probably the best transition team in the league. That's where they're at their best because they have two ball handlers that can handle it, Sophia Styles and Mackenzie Johnston. So maybe fireworks at Dahlberg Arena tomorrow as well with this style that Sac State plays. But nonetheless, Montana State's women are straight rolling. I mean, 12-game winning streak, which I believe is a school record. Last night, they clinched the title outright, so they cut down the nets after the Lady Grizz game. Last night, they paraded the trophy around the brick. It's cool to watch girls that have stuck it out like several of their seniors have, and then also welcome transfers to the mix yeah. because Fallon Frigi and Martha Cooter are both transfers that could have not gone well when you pair them with Oleana Squires and Madeline Smith and Blair Braxton, but it has. And then they also add the trio of freshmen into the mix. It's a great example of, of how great coaching in terms of like the chemistry element can go so well. They, they deserve a ton of credit because it is a very special team. Stu Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Take a quick break on the other side. The district and divisional uh, tournaments have officially kicked off. We'll give you some score updates, let you know where we stand heading into the uh, weekend here and get you set for what is going to be an outstanding state tournament uh, coming up next week right after this. Hey, the Polaris New Year's sales event is on, and now is the time to find your perfect ride at Kurtz Polaris with financing as low as 3.99% APR for 36 months and savings of up to $3,500. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula and Highway 83 in Sealy. The mountains are full of snow, and Kurtz has all the best machines, apparel, and accessories to take full advantage of the season online at KurtzPolaris.com. The most fun you can have in snow, Kurtz Polaris. Winter awaits. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. It's time for our Farmers State Bank Prep Extra segment. Farmers State Bank uh, is uh, giving away 10 
$10,000 scholarships to high school seniors all over Western Montana. Tremendous. They've been doing this 21 years, have given over $1.2 million in scholarships over the last couple of decades, and they're uh, doing it big for their 20th anniversary of this scholarship. So go to FarmersEbank.com. You have until March 15th. Tomorrow is the last day of February, people, so you got to get on at FarmersEbank.com. Coulter, it's the divisional uh, round of the tournaments that have been going on uh, uh, across the state, and uh, we are getting into the place right now where we're closing in on divisional championships, which are setting both who's going and the seeds for the state championships across the state, both boys and girls. I know in uh, Class E, uh, Class A in the East, it has been Harden who has beaten Livingston in the semifinal earlier on this afternoon. They won 67-33. That's guys or girls? Boys. Livingston beat Harden. No, no. Harden. Did I say that? I'm sorry. Harden just about doubled up Livingston. No, say, in fact, did. I was going to say. No, no, no. If anybody beats Harden. Nobody's beating Harden. Favors left hand to the house. 67-33, uh, the win there. They How will, are we going to bring back the big 32? I want to see Hellgate versus Harden. Yes. I want to see Lodgegrass versus Sentinel. I want to see all of it. Should be. Billing Central versus Laurel, by the way, is the other semifinal. Uh, that's uh, just getting going right now. The winner of that game will be playing Harden for the Eastern A Boys District or Divisional Championship, excuse me, uh, and uh, and have. Well, what, a number one or two seed at the state tournament is what they'll be looking at there uh, when that thing gets rolled. Is Harden going to win the state championship? Absolutely. Okay. Glad you think. Oh, there's a lot of confidence. The uh, semifinal on the girls' side, by the way, Haver, Butte Central, and Laurel versus Harden as well on, uh, on the Eastern A side. The Western boys' bracket in terms of the divisional uh, round of this thing is still got a lot to be filled in. They started a day later on the Western side of things. So in uh, the semifinals, Frenchtown versus Butte Central, and then Whitefish versus Browning. They have yet to play. They'll play uh, today, and the winner of that will be in the uh, in the championship there. Who do you like from the West, Coulter, when it comes to the boys? Mm, I don't know. I think that the West is is the Western A and the West Western A for boys and the Western Double A for girls is both very hard to predict. There's a lot of strong teams. Corvallis, Whitefish, Hamilton, Frenchtown in the semifinals for Western A uh, for the girls uh, as, uh, in, in those divisional rounds. And then Coulter, you also mentioned last night in Double uh, A, the last day of the regular season, and the Hellgate boys, they finished in style, winning at Sentinel, completing the season sweep, well, of everybody. They finished the year undefeated, including, obviously, the city championship. But, what, 18-0? Is that what they got to? 18-0 in the regular season, yep. And Raleigh Wooster and his Hellgate Knights now look for the only prize they have yet to obtain in, in Wooster's uh, very nice, well... But understating an outstanding uh, high school career, and that is a state championship, which they are certainly favored in, but they've been favored before. And I wonder how much that plays into what we're about to see this next week. How many level. state championships did Trace Dinkle win? Just one, right? Yeah, because I think that's right. I think I think just one. I'd have to look I up. I think it's very shows. interesting that over the last 20 years, some of the greatest basketball players in Montana have come out of Missoula, and very few of them have actually tasted the ultimate mm-hmm. glory. I mean, I tell this story all the time, but the Missoula Sentinel team that had Jordan Haskett and Eric Hankel, as well as Jordan's little brother, Kellen Haskett, who was also 
like a stretch four who is six six or six seven, as well as Eric's younger brother, Mark Hankel. Those guys both went on to be all Frontier League, Frontier Conference players as well. Yeah. So you have four college bound basketball players, including two D one guys. Jordan Haskell goes on to score thirteen hundred plus points at Montana. Those guys never even made it to the state championship game. Yeah. Missoula Hellgate with Jack McGillis, Charlie Cox, Trevor Morris. Those guys, they won the one championship our senior year. But other than that, they struggled. It's just interesting that there's been the guys that have been even above the big sky level, Pac-12 level talents, haven't had as much success as you'd expect, in, especially given the perception of a rural state like Montana. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing that I think is sort of explanatory in this is the lack of a shot clock. I think that's definitely part of it. I also think that it's very interesting because when you look, especially back in at my era, there was a bunch of dudes that were college athletes that maybe could have played college basketball but didn't because they played college football. But those, I mean, CMR won three or maybe even four straight state championships, and they had Jason Goodman who went and played tight end at Washington, Brady yeah. Leaf who went and played quarterback at Oregon, right. Royce Fulk right. who went and played running back at uh, Colorado State. So pretty sacked. But those guys teams. all could have yeah. probably played, you know, <laughs> right. at Carroll College or something for, for sure. hoops, you for know. Sure. And so uh, a lot of times, oh, and but you know, like you're saying too, a lot of times it just comes down to well, in a like one and done deal. If all of a sudden you can get, you know, a, you know, a right. four or five point lead in that first quarter, you could just kind of hang on to well, it, and move on to the second and quarter, and now you're just extending the game in no, a way that you can't. No doubt. Like yeah. the, I mean, like that the Butte High team that played for the state championship in Missoula, I think about 06. No, maybe it was 04. Is Cole Anderson was on that team mm-hmm. and a bunch of other football guys. And <laughs> they just beat everybody 52 to 48 because they were just tougher than you. And they'd just pass it around until they throw it in the big guy. He'd score. And then they just D you up so right, hard. Right. I, I think it, there is an element of that. I also think the pressure element, though. Yes. I mean, yes. I mean, how many how many times have we said on this show, Raleigh Wooster has not won a state championship? Mm-hmm. That's a, a narrative around mm-hmm. the state. I think the Hellgate's so much better than the competition this year. That they're going to the do it. I mean, what but, is their closest game this year? Right. You know, because you know, there's there's other times where they've been, you know, a one or even two loss team, even though they've been the favorite going into the state tournament. And you go, you know, they got these great players and these Division One guys and this that and the other. But the the distance, the separation this year between Hellgate and the field is substantial and yes. bigger than it's ever been for you know in the in the duration of of Raleigh Wooster's career. Uh, as we get into uh, the actual state tournaments next week and the brackets that shape up, we get to the final eight. We'll go through all the classifications with you and uh, and uh, and have all of the coverage here on Two Tell and One as as it's happening often in real time on this very show. To answer your question, Hellgate's averaging. Sixty-nine point nine points per game. They're giving 70. up. They're giving up forty-one point two. So their average margin of victory is twenty-eight point seven, almost thirty wow. points per game. I mean, that's at the double A level. That's amazing. That's that's amazing at just about any level. It, it is, but sometimes at the smaller school levels, you can get those. I mean, our, Lee, yeah. our Lee beat a couple teams last year by eighty. When you have so an actual program stats. as opposed to like, well, these Hot are the five kids we whatever. found to right. get on the floor. Um, yeah, no, that's a, that's a fair point. Two tell Nuwana's, that is our prep extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmer's State Bank. Farmer's State Bank, online at FarmersEBank.com. Go there right now. $10,000 scholarships for high school seniors in Western Montana. You would be crazy not to go take a look at this. Fill out the application and and uh, and get an you know a great great check big help for uh, school for uh, high school seniors around Western Montana. Go Farmers E Bank right now and check that out. We'll take a break on the other side. We'll take a look at what's coming up tomorrow. A look at the weekend 
the NFL Combine. Dante Olson has competed in one event. Didn't go great. We'll tell you about that and the two-minute mashup to round out the week right after this. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Coulter, the... NFL Combine has been going on uh, this week. The linebackers, which is uh, most notable for folks who follow the University of Montana, because Dante Olsen is a Grizzly who is uh, in the Combine, they uh, do all of their stuff tomorrow with the exception of the bench press. They did the bench press today, and Dante Olsen did 15 reps, which is not a great mark for the linebackers uh, by any stretch. Let's just put it like this. He's much, much better in the uh, in the in the leg movements and moving around than the strength things. He's always been a lower body guy, much more than an upper body guy. The straight weightlifting too is not there's there's explanations for for that. That's not something I'd be overly concerned about. I don't think that there was a lot of expectations by anybody that he was gonna go in and blow it out of the water on the bench press. No, but it's below the baseline of what you your absolute minimum expectation would be. I think you'd expect every person that's going to play linebacker in the NFL to be able to do 20 reps. Yeah. 20. Okay. If the punter from Arizona State could do 25, you'd expect that the Buck Buchanan winner can. I'm not trying to hate on Dante Olson. All I'm saying is that someone that weighs over 225 pounds should be able to rep their own body weight 20 times. Different, different, different position. You know how many reps Christian McCaffrey did? Eight. Ten. I think ten. Was, no, it, was it eight? Eight. Okay. He's also had multiple shoulder surgeries. Dante Olson has not. Mm-hmm. He's also runs a four four, <laughs> flat. Whoa! And has and, and well, I mean, what was Christian McCaffrey's broad jump like? Eleven feet was it? The greatest broad jumps of all time. I understand. All I'm saying <laughs> is that it, that it, it it is, you know, it's what it is. I think that there's a lot to come tomorrow that may. I, I agree. Balance I'll, this thing out. All I'm saying, I'm not trying to be a hater. All I'm saying is that you just can't when you're a small school guy you can't disappoint based on what the bare minimum requirement is and this this is disappointing for Dante Olson no matter what way you slice it Christian See, McCaffrey's broad jump was 121 inches so 10 he feet did the bench press 10 times 10 times okay yeah. 10 I, feet so not as not as far as i had thought what but run, two more reps what do you run the 40 and david 44 and change 44 exactly 44 flat yeah that's fast <laughs> that is moving. Um, we uh, oh, you talk about the disappointment of it, though. 
Maybe I just think that there are there that that there was a lot of scouts that did not have a lot of high expectations in terms of what he was going to do on the bench, and I don't know what he had. You know, uh, we'll find out certainly more about that. We also though wanted to talk about what's going on at ESPN.com. You go to ESPN.com right now. The lead story: How workout warrior Mike Mamula changed the, changed the future of the NFL Combine in 1995. Mike Mamula is the father of current University uh, of Montana Grizzly defensive lineman Milton Mamula. And Mike Mamula went to the Combine and is basically credited with being the first guy, the first player, to ever actually prepare to do the events of the Combine. Like, you knew you were going to do these things. It wasn't something that there was that was televised. It wasn't something that was even that high on any... You know, there's so much stuff going on inside the NFL that's a big deal to people who are in the NFL that the general public has no idea about or doesn't know, you know, the stuff that's going on. Well, the Combine was once that thing, where it's, it was a big deal to scouts. This is how they, you know, kind of do this thing. But it wasn't understood, like, the significance of it on the outside. And even to players that were going into it, they just kept doing their football thing or whatever, or maybe took some time off, you know, finally got done with college, whatever. Sure, I'll go in, I'll bench press or do whatever. Mike Mamula goes in, to the NFL Combine as a defensive end. He goes 38 and a half inches on the uh, vertical jump, 26 reps on the best pr- bench press, a Wonderlick score of 49, which is still the second best in history to this day. And he ran a 4.58 in the 40, which was faster than the average cornerback in the 1995 uh, uh, draft at Combine. I mean, that is a flash and he said he told his uh, uh agent brad blank at the time that he would run a four five according to the story and blank just said well there's no chance he ran four five eight and went in the first round of the nfl draft basically based he's the first guy to ever just explode in the draft and every team goes we got to get this guy based on what he showed them in this that was just better than everybody else because he took the time to go in there and take it seriously and learn how to do this stuff it's amazing the positive and negative impact right that performance yes had, right yes he was the first combine freak and i think it showed everybody how much value it can have in preparing for these workouts and just letting it rip yeah but also, I think that it, it's a cautionary tale, too, because like we keep saying, so much of this is important and also so much of it is not as important as how good you are at football. Well, and and also, I mean, Mike Mamula was a victim of, as many guys are, significant injuries right, right. in his career. And so how good he was or could have been and all of that, though, you know, hard to say. To your point, I mean, there's so many examples of guys who nail the combine who are great. Mm-hmm. And so many examples of guys who nail the combine that are not great right. at football. And that's why, you know, it it needs, I don't understand, I don't know, not, not understand, I don't know the different valuation, and I'm sure it differs organization to organization, you know, the, the NFL franchise that puts the most value on your combine workout probably overemphasizes it. Well, the, the Raiders used to be that. And the franchise who it is now, but the Raiders used to be that. And then the franchise that puts the least amount on it, maybe they undervalue it. But you gotta know that all of this is done within an integrated sort of valuation of 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 the player, of the person. I mean, they're doing the interviews, they're doing the psych exams. The Wonderlick is a great example of like 
you know, mental aptitude mixed with pressure because you're on the clock and all of that kind of stuff, how quickly. Can, but we've seen, we've seen guys go single digits on the Wonderlick who were all pro players. You know, so again, none of these is anything like a surefire. It's merely trying to gather, you know, information. And I wonder at what point you're gathering too much information. I mean, you go like, hey, can this dude play football or can't he? Well, some of it's just research too into the guys, right? Right. Like today, Henry Ruggs from Alabama, he ran a four two seven. Yep. Henry Ruggs was a multiple time state champion sprinter. He ran like ten two or ten three in high school. Mm-hmm. He knows how to run. He knows how to start out of the blocks and stuff like that. And that's what gets you from four four to four that's two. Right. That's right. So I mean I don't know. I'm looking at the greatest combine performances of all time. I mean Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, I think those are pretty translatable. Dwight Freeney, pretty translatable. Matt Jones, Fabian Washington Darius Hayward Bay, not very translatable. But, so it is still sort of a crapshoot. And this is the one. How about Makai Becton from uh, Ole Miss? He's an offensive tackle, a tackle, people, interior offensive lineman, 364 pounds, six foot, seven and a half inches tall. Woof. And he ran a 5-1-40. And if you watch it, it is a train running down. It's absolutely Put him remarkable. Put on kickoff, you man. Go, How in the world can this guy do this? But also, I sit there and I go, to Louisville. Who? Oh, Not Louisville. Excuse me, Louisville. Yes, thank you, David. Louisville. Who cares that a tackle can run a five-one? I mean, it's amazing. But also, can he block? And I'm sure that he can. But it's like. So what that he ran in a straight line? When's he going to do that? You should put him on kickoff. You're right. Let this guy run downhill and mash somebody. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, it's indicative of his athleticism, though, which shows then his upside for development. Right. I mean, it's it's an indicator, but again, it ain't the thing that you're out there doing. I mean, at least a wide receiver is often running a 40-yard dash or whatever it is. Anyway, uh, Dante Olsen will do the majority, of course, of his uh, uh, uh you know, events tomorrow, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll 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 show well, acquit himself well uh, on this uh, national stage. It's Friday, boys and girls. We'd like to do this around here. Take a look at the week that was and smash it into two minutes. It's the two telling Nuanas Friday afternoon two minute mashup. First of all, it's a great weekend because it's a Cat Grizz weekend. Hello, Montana. Sometimes you get what you deserve. I am tired, though. You can just tell Bozeman is just a buzz right now, man. It's uh, the the campus, the town, everything's just booming. There's a lot of things to like in the state of Montana. There's a couple things that you kind of go, well, okay. I love the ice and the cold and the wind mm-hmm. and the snow and all the misery that everybody complains about. It gives me great joy. I ha- I'm happy you can't drive. I'm happy that you're cold. I enjoy all of it. It's my favorite part about living in Montana. I know where I I live okay i'm from here okay i hate fishing you're not gonna find a better recruiter than brian fish i think that factor gets lost if you were to have me do a power rankings of jobs in the league i would tell you that northern arizona and southern utah's women's programs are dead last in big sky basketball jobs men's and women's let them go run around put like one person in there you know an employee to hang out or whatever but go check out my twitter i think i saw of the actual concert probably a grand total of about eight to nine minutes what have you been doing right why are you not Prepared. This is your job yeah. interview. What What is going on with yeah, you? Because I was, you know, upside down. I've been knocked over to the ground. Now I got my, you know, face stuck in somebody's back. You know, this is, oh, it's great. This guy can play in the NFL. You lose weight. I'm just trying to derail this because this is the last thing in the world I want to talk you about. You know, you are so bitter. Maybe this is why you're so angry is because you only believe things you can see. Let's think about things that we can't see. No. This is dumb. There's only one basketball, right? Here's the thing. Like, at the point that you've been invited to the combine, you have crossed a 
threshold that that's a, a very impressive one. All these guys now are posing in terms of their authenticity of their swagger compared to that guy. What an interesting deal that would be. Montana has made it to the NCAA tournament seven out of the last 14 years and five out of the last 10 years. They haven't performed even close to well. That's the one example that that works for. So describe Flagstaff for people that haven't been. Rural Southwest deal of being in the desert, the high desert, living off the grid, you know, all that kind of stuff. Not sitting here talking about just like crazy people who are chasing UFOs in Roswell, but there is a lot of right. the culture of that world. It's an epically beautiful place. Let's go. Let's go. Flagstaff will never not be weird. Yeah. Those are some of the things that are advantages. Missoula remains a very funky and very cool town. I got many thoughts. I'll leave them at this point. David. I mean, great work in the back. David, how long does it take you to find all this stuff again and put it back in there? It's a few-hour process for sure. I mean, that's a, that's that's a remarkable work right there. I like, too, how you put the fishing and the fish together. Don't think that that was that lost was on me. Mistake, honestly. Are you kidding me? I was just totally a coincidence, and then I listened to it back, and I was like, oh, that's nice. Me admitting that, that I... my. Uh, the, I've taken a lot of risks on this show, said things that I wasn't sure how it was going to go over. The biggest risk I've ever taken, Coulter, was admitting to this to this state that I hate to fish. I feel like <laughs> I've got, I'm like I'm going to drive home and there's just going to be a group of people in there, you know, with their gaiters on their glasses and their uh, fly rods waiting to, to give me lashes as I try and get back into my house. Hey, I mean, this day and age everybody's accepting of everything. So yeah, I think you're good. You know, the thing that's, that's actually most of the fishers around here say good riddance. It, exactly. That's the beautiful thing about Montana. Cause if you're not into the thing that everybody else is like, well, one less person to fight against. That's you like know I what was I mean? Talking yes. about, I was talking to my buddy, Matt, who lives in Augusta on a ranch and he's a big hunter. And I, he, he, he lives on this ranch where he's literally the only human that lives on this place. And I, he was showing me a picture of his elk. And I was like, man, that's a beautiful animal. Where'd you get that? He goes, I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> said, well, I would have to come ask you to even go on to the property. Ever, have you ever hunted an elk? Oh, yeah, a couple times when I was you a have? kid. Oh, okay. uh, not into it. I like bird hunting. Okay, that's good. I, I not, I'm into pheasants yeah. and uh, ducks, things like that. That's yeah, what, I, 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 my I'm old like, man was really into that, too. The, uh, the 4 a.m. thing, not my thing. The, <laughs> yes, uh, it is, just on the way out well, rather right, than the right, way in. Right, totally. Or vice versa. And, uh, you know... Reminds me of Star Wars, the gutting of the giant animal, and it comes all out. And Someday on this show, I'll tell you a story about me getting a piece of game by myself and trying to refer back to a YouTube video I watched on how to deal with it. Well, it didn't go that well for me. Boys and girls, have a wonderful weekend. Basketball tomorrow. Who knows what on Sunday? We'll see you Monday. ESPN Radio. I'm wasted. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore 
live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.